Real talk, real art. Hey y'all, thanks so much for turning in this podcast. That's the very first episode that I'm blasting out, so I'm super nervous, but also excited about it. Maybe I should introduce myself real quick. I'm Cassandra. I'm a radio host in Berlin, Germany. And because I'm German, chances are pretty high. You hear my embarrassing German accent slipping out from time to time. So I'm sorry for that in advance. Anyways, in the last couple of months, I was able to interview so many cool and interesting international artists. And when I do those interviews, I always try to have a genuine conversation because that's just way more fun and it's way more interesting. And sometimes I have a conversation with somebody for over an hour. So I thought maybe I should turn them into a podcast. So here we are today. Last week, I was able to talk to Dean Lewis. I'm sure you know him from TikTok or the last time you had a really good cry with a sad Spotify playlist because Dean makes the most pure and vulnerable pop ballads out there right now. We talked about his sad song King, why he thought his career was over at one point and the girl that inspired almost every song on his upcoming album. Let's get started. Loki deep. Golden abuse with Cassandra. Do I need headphones or is it okay with that? Oh, do you like it to do sometimes it without? Sometimes without, yeah, sometimes. You like Seriously? it with? Seriously? Yes, can have... because it feels so much closer. Oh, okay, we'll do it. But you don't have to do it. I mean, I can hear you with that. Is it okay with that? Of course. Yeah. You can do whatever you like. Do but whatever. Do, are, you playing, are you playing me so anything, like any game or anything? Then I have to listen. Okay. No, oh, sometimes. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. They're playing games with you. Yeah, sometimes you have I have to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, and I'm so... not going to make you speak German or anything. <laughs> okay, no, no, wait, whatever you want. But I'll try. Danke schön. Oh. Maybe I do make you speak German. <laughs> I know, ich, ich liebe uh, Berlin, I said. Uh -huh. ich, ich liebe. Yeah. Yes, very Is good. It's good. very good. Yes, good. please do that. Continue. So, Dean. Hello. First of all, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, we are honored to have you here. It's a pleasure Especially, being here. Uh, Especially, we got a private gig like five minutes ago, yeah. which was really intimate and really, really beautiful. Thank you for that. Thanks for coming and watching. Of course. Your weird kink must be making people cry, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's actually getting to a point where like, I mean, all my songs are really depressing, but the new one is like, I feel like I've never seen the amount of tears Yeah. Everyone's crying so much and it's very full on. So uh, how do you cope with that? Well, the thing is like when people connect to something, that's the reason I do it. Mm -hmm. So it's the best feeling in the world. I mean, it's awful, but it's also, I feel like people when they cry, they're releasing something and it's a joyous cry. Like it's, mm -hmm. They're understanding or processing something. So I don't think it's more, I think it's a good cry. It's a happy cry. It's a happy cry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We like happy tears. So happy tears. Exactly. Go for it. What, what makes you more nervous? Playing in front of your own crowd Yeah. Like with a sold out venue or something or playing like a little tiny gig like, like, like today. What well, makes I mean, I'd nervous? say this because I didn't know if anyone was going to come. So they were like, <laughs> yeah, because you never know. And like, um, you, you know, if the three people turn up, but, at, but at my own shows, I know if it's sold out, I yeah. know people are coming. And, um, th and that, that doesn't make you nervous. It does a little bit, but um, one thing I do is I look at my fans and I always find a few people and I, I, smile, I just like smile at them and I find one person who's singing along and I think I can connect like that. Whereas it, say when I'm doing this, what I play, when I played for you guys, yeah. it's more like, I mean, no one's really singing the words, but you're all mm -hmm. watching. So I'm a bit more like nervous. Ah. Yeah. Okay. See, do you like to see the reaction on people's faces? Yeah, exactly. And then I get something which like a, 
I feel their energy and they're loving it, then it's like I give more back. Yeah. Whereas when you're playing to people who don't know, it's like they're sort of, it's like not a mean way. It's like a, there's a judgment. They're listening to the music for the first time. Uh-huh. It makes it harder to yeah, relax. Yeah, so you have to win the crowd. You have to win the crowd. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Whereas my crowd, I feel like I've already won them. Yeah. They're my shows. Okay. So do you like that challenge or could I think you I'm getting more relaxed at it. it. I'm getting more relaxed at it. Like I think at the start when I first started doing this, I was really nervous about it. But now it's like, Every time I play, it's like, oh, no, people uh, usually really like it. So I, I you get a bit more confident over time. Yeah. So, which is good. Okay. Yeah. What is the most fulfilling feeling to you? Oh, Pre- okay. Playing. Oh, no, no, you go first and then I go second. Well, okay. The most feeling feeling is yeah. when you play to a, a sold out show and then you, I'm on playing my last song and I'm like, okay, they loved it. And I'm about to go back and have like food because I haven't eaten. And I'm like, and, and, and I go off and I go, and they're cheering and I go, we hug my band and we go, that was the best show ever. And then I sit in the dressing room and I have like a steak and I just sit there and, and, and I'm like, I'm just like, that was the best thing in the world. And I'm just take, I'm so content. I'm just taking it in. That's the, so that's the, the moment. most fulfilling moment is oh. when the show is over. Yeah, but, but but not because it's over, but because it's like it happened. You know okay. what I mean? Like, and, and I can take and I'm thinking about it and it was like it's done. They're all happy. And then I get to eat a steak and I'm just sitting there going, oh, so good. It's the and best. also the steak is the dish you want to have. The steak or a chicken or something, something like to give me some energy. Um, okay. I, or whatever. I'll eat pasta. Whatever I'm eating. Like it's yeah. just, um, okay. just the best feeling. You're not picky with your food. No, not really. As long as it's like good big like a lot and then i'm happy okay yeah um because i was thinking what would maybe be more fulfilling for him um playing in front of your own crowd or scrolling through tiktok seeing all those stitches and reactions to your songs that is an that's a really good question actually oh my god well i would probably say it's still playing shows Mm -hmm. because it's real but when a song goes viral on tiktok it's like very difficult to do and like so I, i i think i really I actually might even say, to be honest, TikTok, because if it's so hard and I've never had one that connected like my new one, How Do I Say Goodbye? So we post songs, you post them up and people just go, oh, that's nice. You know, and they they move on to something else. But this one, uh, it's going viral and every time we post it. So we're like, it's so exciting. It's a very exciting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Do you lie in bed and scroll through all the stitches? And like, I try. Okay, you, you know what I do? I only spend 30, uh, like an hour a day now on my socials. So You're I do, so disciplined. Yeah. How do you do it? Well, what I did is I did this thing because I was, I felt like I was too on it. Like I'm too much on it. I'm not like creating as much. Mm. So I did this thing. I, at 12 o'clock, I go on for like 30 minutes and then at like six or after the show, I'll go on for 30 minutes. You also have a set time. I have a set the time day. and then I'm off. And then so <sighs> it gives me like two times a day to check, look at everything, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. But I feel like you can get sometimes too caught up in everything that's happening and not your own life. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's important for me, at least I try to have my goals and things I'm working towards and I want to be focused on those a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I try to just be on for like an hour a day, which is still a good amount of time. I think it is absolutely. Yeah. But how did you get to that point? Was there a specific yeah. event in your life when you realized, okay, this is taking over too yeah. much. I just realized it was, I was much more anxious. So like, you know, oh. I'm so anxious when I'm on it all the time. Um, I would be on it before a show and I'm like scrolling and like, you know, seeing things like, you know, stitches, which is great to see, but you know, you just, you're in this endless loop and I'm Mm -hmm. like not focused on. And so it's really relaxed me. I mean, I'm still, I'm always very ADD, but I'm much more relaxed and calm and present. And, um, it's just by limiting it. And I don't think, I don't think quitting it's good. Like I want to be on it and be around and see what's happening, but it's just, I think you can get a little bit too, um, it can it can change how you feel about the day. I think a bit too yeah. much. and also maybe it makes it a little numb seeing all of all of those reactions. Of course, they're individual and valid and stuff like yeah. that. But scrolling through hundreds yeah, of them, yeah, 
you don't really feel that just by the nature maybe right totally great yeah i totally agree yeah exactly Okay, so yeah. it is um, playing live in front of your own art. I love playing audience. live. Okay, yes, it's the most yes. fulfilling. Okay, yes. Um, can you remember the first time you set foot on stage? When was the first time you had a gig? Oh, it I, could even yeah. be in your childhood or something. No, no, I remember it was actually opening for like. I mean, it wasn't really opening, but Aloe Black. So he basically this is the weirdest story, but like my um, that was your first first gig? first gig, yeah. It was, but it, but it wasn't like it was a private thing. So my managers had they had this uh, in Sydney this this building that they called the Brilliant Building, and they'd have all these <laughs> artists coming in, yeah, and they'd be get like in like small crowd of a hundred people, but very like industry people. It yeah. was very like cool. And Aloe Black was playing this little event, and um and there was all these people. It was dark, and then I played first, and my hands was so shaky. Yeah, that, I can uh, imagine it's industry people. It's industry. It's, oh my yeah, gosh. and they're right in front of you. And yeah. it was just on the piano and me. And I raced through the song so shaky. And uh and then the first few shows that I did, like I, I did record label showcasing and I'm playing my songs and guitar. And, and I didn't understand it. My hands would shake yeah. when it was for like on my own, I'm fine. And then the hands would shake. I, 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 maybe the first five. Mm-hmm. And then you learn that like it's a good life lesson that you control your body and uh you learn to like I think about it as like I sit back into my nerves. If I feel nervous, like no, I control it, yeah. which is good. But I remember being so nervous at those those shows. I can imagine. Yeah. But how did that happen? I mean, what did you do before to get to the point to be on stage? Yeah, okay, Ed? this is a crazy story. But my um my best friend was on a boat and he passed a demo on to my manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, she signed me and she's still my manager now. And I'd previously sent, uh, I think, an email out to like 30 people in the industry and no one replied. Mm-hmm. I sent like one demo and no one cared. Yeah. But my friend was on a boat and uh, made it happen. And then she's- Why do you have friends with boats? First well, he was, it was, he, it was, I think it was, he works in, in radio actually in Australia, okay. but he could never like, it wasn't like no one cared. It yeah. wasn't like he would, like, he showed some people, like, don't care. But um, he was just on a boat, like an event. I think it was like a corporate event. Yeah. And my manager was there. Well, not then, she was just a person. And, okay. uh, and now she's my manager. So thank you, thank you to him. Cause I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Yeah. No doubt. Da- also no sounds like you're loyal to your people. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's been in my life uh, for God so long now. She's a, uh, She's incredible. But we have our own, like, oh, my God, it's, it's intense. You know, it's intense and it's exciting and it's down and up and you have moments where you have a song that's big and then you, I had a song a bit and then a couple of years where nothing's happening yeah. and, and we start to go, oh, is that over? And then all of a sudden a new song starts. So I've seen a lot of the different sides of everything, I think, now yeah. um, in the last five years, which has been cool. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Also, looking back at it, the moment you're in that, like, kind of dip, Yeah. Did you get nervous? Yeah, I thought it was over. Because um, every song, so I had Be Alright, it was huge around the world. And then every song I put out was like, didn't do anything. And then COVID happened and I took two and a half years, mm-hmm. um, like everyone did. And I couldn't play any shows. So when I started putting out songs again, the songs didn't really do much. And like, then all of a sudden, one of my songs, uh, Half a Man, blew, blew up in Denmark, mm-hmm. maybe six months ago. And all of a sudden, things start going crazy again. And, uh, And then my new song, How Do I Say Goodbye, I put that out and that's doing cra- like crazy, like it's yeah. going crazy. And I think this time I'm appreciating it because I thought, um, I saw both sides. Yeah. I saw like when you're blowing up and everyone wants to call you and you know what I mean? And then when you're not so hot and you're cold, those the people aren't there. They're not there. They're not yeah. there anymore. And like, you know, the people don't want to support you and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden a song breaks through and, um, I have my best friend, Mick. He always says this great advice. He says, great art will find a way. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I always think of. I'm always thinking, just keep putting out the best stuff you can do 
and eventually something will break through if it's good enough. Yeah. So that's how I kind of, in the dip, I keep the focus like that. But um, it feels like it's growing, which is really exciting. Yeah. Mick is a good friend. <laughs> He's a very smart guy. He's a very smart man. Yes. Yeah. You're also on stage right now. You, you, you said waves brought joy back into my life. Yes. At what point was the joy gone? Well, so my song Waves um, was the first song I ever released. And basically uh, I kind of felt like life was feeling very much the same. Like every day I'd go to my job. And I didn't really have that much enjoyment. And I remember when I was like 19 or 18 or 15 and I, I'd be like so excited about the future. And I just remember feeling a little bit, oh, like have I missed all these opportunities as well? Like back then I was like so many good things had come into my life and I just sort of ignored them. Yeah. And then what, I got, what was your job back then? Well, I, um, I worked with my dad. My dad was, I was like the sound guy. He was the cameraman. And uh -huh. I was the sound guy. And it's a great job, but I wasn't like, it wasn't my passion. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I put this song out, Waves, and then it goes crazy in Australia and in Germany it did really well. And then um, all of a sudden I'm playing shows. I'm doing festivals. I'm in Germany. I'm in America. I'm getting a record deal in America. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. So my life, the song I wrote about, you know, life feeling the same brought a whole new life to me and fans and all yeah. this stuff. It changed everything. Yeah. It's really cool. How could you process all of that? I mean, it sounds like it happened overnight almost. Yeah, it, it, it happens quick because the song the song uh, was on, it did nothing and then it was on Riverdale, the TV show, and <laughs> yeah. then it went crazy. Yeah. But I don't think you can. I think um, there's a lot of pressure. I think for me, because I didn't start when I was 18, I got a record deal when I was 25 or 26. Mm. So I started later. And um, so I think I was just trying to sprint at the excitement and I have been ever since for the last four years of just like running at everything that's happening and uh, not being able to appreciate it because I feel like if you, if I stopped, I, uh, I'm not like Justin Bieber. I have to, you have to keep mm. going. You have to keep going to, to stay relevant. And so there hasn't really been a time to be like, do nothing. So yeah. I don't think I have fully even taken it in now. I'm just trying to get to the next, the next song. Even the in the last two and a half COVID years. Yeah. Because even during that time I was like writing the whole time, mm -hmm. um, even though I wasn't touring. So there was a bit more of reflection and I do reflect, but I think, um, I guess I have taken some stuff on, but I still am the same pretty much and trying to get to the next song all the time. And yeah. so not much has changed in that way. Okay. You taught yourself how to play the guitar, right? Yeah. Like basically my dad showed me like the basic and then. Okay. Like, but yeah. the intention, I have this theory about yeah. musicians, maybe musicians playing, being able to play the guitar. All of them that I talked about it to, they were like, oh yeah, of course I learned how to play the guitar for a girl. For a, for a girl? Yes. Oh, for a girl. To impress oh, girls. Okay, sorry. I thought, yeah. How was it with you? Yeah, I mean, look, you want to, you're a young guy. You want to be good at something to, like, succeed. It's, I think it's two things. I do think it's like, yeah, you want attention. You want to meet a nice girl. But I also think deep down, some people have, like, a life mission. Mm -hmm. It's this purpose. It's, I am obsessed with this. Like, I would watch YouTube of, like, the kooks and Oasis I just go, and I didn't even know at the time that I was like studying this, but I was, I'd, every day I'd go from school or whatever, or what at work, and I just watch it. And I watch these performance, acoustic versions. I'd, I was like learning how to do it. And I was obsessed with it. And I wanted to do that. And it was my life purpose to learn how to do it. And I didn't care about anything else. De definitely cared about girls as well. But <laughs> I was obsessed with my life, just becoming great at it. Yeah. But I think it's all intertwined that gr becoming great at something is like a rite of passage. It can be anything. My brother's a plumber 
and he's trying he's becoming the best plumber he can be and he's starting a business and he's obsessed with it i think my thing was just music but um i guess it was a little bit that as well like oh it'd be nice if girls like you know girls like liked my music that'd be good i mean re- yeah. i used to send the, some girls i was talking to like demos that i was writing but that was so bad and they were oh my god and they you know they listen with pity they were just like oh they're like oh that's great Dean. did you ever hear back from them yeah no not really not really it's like it was either like oh that's that's nice that's you know cool. or um and then that was the end of the conversation or just nothing it was, it was awful but did you wrote songs specifically for a girl and then no, sent I the mean, song to her yeah but not as much as you thought i was more like i was writing songs me like what do you think of this song but sometimes oh no there was what was one girl i showed songs to that i wrote about her yeah oh, the, girl, the girl on my new album that i wrote i wrote like seven songs on my new album that's coming out and i wrote them about this one girl and yeah. I, she heard maybe four of them before she hasn't heard the rest um, did you send them to her intentionally yeah i played them to her like i there was some that i wrote for her like a happy song that when i thought it was going to work out we went um after i finished touring three years ago i went to california oceanside this uh town yeah and i played her this new song of mine called all for you it was like half finished i played her the song and um and she was like yeah it's good oh. but she was the kind of girl that every time i'd She always kept me like a little bit back. You know, like yeah. you have these lovely people who are like, you're yeah, great. Yeah, she was supportive, always, but she was, like she was supportive, but a little bit cool. playing cool okay. all the time. Yeah. 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 Why that? I know, because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, you screwed it up? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh, why? I thought you said, why that? You say, why then? Why then? No, why that? Why do you think she played it cool and you said, because you're an idiot? So, yeah, I, tea, I, sir. Think, um, I think, look, it's, it's got to be too. My songs are very like, I mean, it's like always my viewpoint. Which is a bit yeah. not fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm also not perfect. And it's like, um, but for me and her, it was she wanted to go and pursue things in her life. Like she was just uh she's start, like starting a very high level job that she's trying to get into and mm-hmm. requires all her time and energy. Mm-hmm. And I think she's different places in our life. I think I wanted different things and so did she, and it was just didn't work out. But mm-hmm. um she's a good person though, still. So But what did you do wrong then in your view? Um Well, I think I, I moved too quick. I, I wanted okay. to like, I was doing the thing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, we should get a, I was like sending houses. I was like, oh, we should get a house. And I was like, because I was going to move to LA at this time. Yeah. And I was like, so I was like, I live this, this place. And I was going and videoing houses and sending them. But yeah. it wasn't like, we were friends for like three years. It wasn't okay. like I was just like, All right. I wasn't like trying to be a baller. Yeah. I just, um, I just was like really trying to set up a life that maybe she wasn't really ready for yet. And uh, okay. I moved too quick, man. If I'm an idiot, so... If I like someone, I'm way too fast. But how long ago was that? Was that was about a year, year ago, year and a half ago. So a year and a half of her yeah. missing you, maybe. Yeah, no, nah, she doesn't miss me. No, no, no way, no way. I mean, you were friends. Of course, mm. she must miss you. I think she misses my friendship, maybe. But I think she's living her life. Part of me always goes, I hope she does. Like, see my TikTok. Yeah, oh, she's got it. She's watching. Everyone has a. Everyone's watching everyone. Of course, right? Like, yes. do you have a do you have a fake Instagram? Of, <laughs> several <laughs> several yeah 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 everyone's watching you're you're looking at your exes yeah, you're looking at, come on yeah yeah, yeah there are a few that i can't find anymore which is so frustrating oh, they, they blocked your fake accounts maybe no don't say that <laughs> <laughs> you maybe are not security <laughs> no no um but you know you, it's good you just don't want them to see you want them seeing doing good but you don't want them to see them like doing a no. lot better than you like no no no, no so you must stop for her i must yeah oh, yeah 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 well my new song's doing well so um yeah. she's yeah she shout out to her down she's like unthought like uh down disliking all my videos on youtube or something well how successful can her, her career be yeah no she, if you're she's traveling the world <laughs> selling yeah, exactly. out venues yeah but i feel like my life is like such a 
it's not fair comparison because no, it's, it's like not. such a weird, know, you know. But, but also yeah. a little bit, maybe a little voice inside is Feels maybe good. saying that. <laughs> I can't say it, but you can. Okay, I love thank you. It. <laughs> um, a few days ago, you released the making of of How Do I Say Goodbye? Yes. And I feel like watching it, I was like, oh man, there's so much joy and fulfillment in you being able to like hit the song just right. Yes, yes. But also the subject is so very sad and hurtful. Yeah. How um, how did making the song help you cope with the situation? It's a great, great question. Yeah, I think um, the, the, the moment when I'm writing a song is incredibly stressful. Because all I think about is that. So watch that making You're obsessed of, with I'm it. I'm obsessed yeah. and I, I, am, I can't rest. It's awful. Like it's so <laughs> awful. And it's also so great when you find it. So in that making of, like when we find the chorus yeah. uh, and then the verse, I'm like jumping around because I'm like, I know this is, I'm getting goosebumps because I write so many songs and so many of them are terrible. Some of them are okay. <laughs> and every now and then you get one that's just like, fell from the sky and and it's so crazy that you feel that in that moment i feel that you, it that i you know, know okay that yeah is because it. if i get the goosebumps and i listen to my own stuff so i'm going to be less emotional about my own stuff because i'm it's my music it like you know i think when you hear someone else's and you hear their perspective you can really relate but when it's me it's like i'm analytical of my stuff and i'm being analytical of it and if i can hear it while being analytical get goosebumps And cry, like I was crying during the song because it's about my dad. Mm. I was like, I knew that if I'm feeling that, other people are going to feel it. Mm -hmm. I just knew it with this one song. So you um, can view your art apart from yourself? Analytically, yes, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah I, yeah, I I, don't, like, I don't know when something, uh, like, it's hard, it's hard to explain, but I, I guess for me it's hard to, uh, to hear it um, just as how someone else will because I'm so analytical of all the little elements and I'm – I always go to the worst case. I'm like, is it too slow? Is it too fast? Is it the wrong mm -hmm. key? Is that line bad? Like, do I need to change that? Um, do I need to re-sing that? And so it's a very stressful, but fun. Mm -hmm. The most fulfilling and the most stressful thing yeah. of all time, I think. And still such a sad and hurtful and honest subject. Yeah. Yes. How could you like not not think about it too much in a, in a process of of writing the song well, or did you i did i think and i was i knew it was time to write a song about my dad and the thing was i didn't know then that uh my dad was going to be okay so mm. he got it he ended up getting a stem cell transplant and he actually recovered and it was like he's like the percentage of him recovering was tiny but he's lucky yeah. my dad he's like that kind of guy and he um so i was able to show him the song and play it to him so when i released it, it i felt it was easier to release it and talk about it because my dad's fine yeah. so he's he's hearing everything he's sending yeah. messages yeah he's loving the attention right now <laughs> he's literally honestly like i said this last night billion but it's true he's he's sending me like You know, if he's on Facebook and he's like, all he's, he's posting the video. Yeah. My brother filmed the video and oh. edited it. So he's like posting about, you know, both of his sons have made this song and video and uh, and all his friends, he's sending me like their screenshots of what they're saying about stuff, you know, like all these. So he's loving the attention. And it's mm. like, because all he does is sit at home and like play guitar and like look at what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, so he's loving it right now. Yeah. He's yeah. he's TikTok's dad right now. He is. He is. Yeah, he is. That's funny. <laughs> um. I mean, you, you also said you wrote the song three years ago um, when your dad wasn't doing that that good at the time. Would it have been too personal, too hurtful for you to release it back then? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the years. It might have not been three years. It might have been a little bit less than that. But I think 
one thing that everyone was, uh, the first thing was this, I couldn't tour. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't play shows. So I was like, I can't put out music when I can't tour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no point. That's yeah. why we do this. We, we release songs and we tour. So it was kind of like, well, do I want to release the, and I, like, as I said, I've written so many bad songs, in, but I try not to release them, but I feel like this is the best song I, I could ever do. I don't think I can ever do better than this. So I was like, do I want to release the best thing that I've ever done in a time when I can't huh. tour it and the world's yeah. locked down and I can't even talk about it apart from Zoom? Yeah. So I think it was just like holding back, but it was tough to hold it back a little bit because um, you just, I, I, I knew I had it and I wanted to play it. And I'm like, oh, I want to play this song. But um, it's really exciting now to put it out and to see that it's reacting because sometimes you think it's going to do well and it just doesn't like connect as much. Yeah. But uh, this one is. So How did you feel right before releasing it? You must have been so nervous. Yeah, I was really nervous because I felt like this was my, like, this was it. Like if this song didn't connect, like, um, then it was like, okay, well then what's next in life? Like mm-hmm. I'll keep putting out music, but maybe other focuses. But um, I was very nervous because I felt like this is the best I could do. And um, I was also nervous because uh, – I was nervous about how my dad would feel. I'm nervous about how uh, fans would feel. And also, w- will people listen to this? Like, it's really sad. Like, I was like, will anyone listen? And they're listening on repeat. Yeah. So I remember I was, I'm reading this book right now that talked about uh, that apparently people listen to, I didn't know this but until recently, but apparently people listen to like uh, sad songs on their playlist like 800 times and, and happy songs like 150 times or something. Which I thought That's was interesting. Very telling. It's, it's telling because yeah. you think that this song is so depressing, yeah, and it's going to make people feel upset. But I think it makes them feel upset, but in a release way, in a happy way. That's the that's the the comments that I'm getting, yeah. and the like at the show yesterday or the other day, people were telling me, um, yeah, they're telling me their stories and saying they're crying, but it's making them feel. Yeah, process it or something. So yeah, I try to think about how would I feel in a depressive state. Which is not that hypothetical, <laughs> but but when I listen to a song that I like and um, that gives me or that matches my energy, yeah, I'm gonna stick to that song for hours. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yes. it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, that people are when it matches their energy and like, yeah. they're just listening on repeat. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was scared about that. I was very scared that people weren't going to listen. But it's yeah. great. It's great. They're listening. But the reaction video of your dad. When was that shot? Was that back then when no, you wrote it? No, or no, was that I, recently? I, I didn't show him for a while. I didn't show him for a while. How I, could you? Yeah, I did because I didn't know how to. It's also like, hey, dad, like my dad's not the kind of guy. Like we're not like, I love you, dad. I love you, son. Like he's not that kind of like, it's like an unspoken thing with my dad. Like he's yeah. not that kind of emotional kind okay. of dude. Um, and oh, so we filmed this video. My brother filmed it. I was in LA on the phone. My what, brother, when was that though? It was probably like, so that filming was probably like uh, a year and a little bit ago. Okay. But we didn't want to post it obviously. Cause mm. we hadn't, and my brother filmed it. And I was on the phone in a land speakerphone and he was, mum was next to him. And um, yeah, he, he got really emotional and I didn't tell him. We were, we did, I said to my brother, we posted that video. It went, it got like 35 million views on TikTok. We were like, we, it's insane. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize it would go this big and I didn't tell my dad we were posting it. And, I, and then I was like, oh, we should have probably asked him. It was okay. Dad, you're TikTok famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like crying and he was like, he was like, he's like, oh, he goes, oh, that's a, that's interesting. And then, and then he was like, it's blown up. It's great. And, uh, but, um, he loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But did the song and maybe also the reactions and, and the positive feedback on TikTok or on social media or from every, everywhere, um, change him or, or your interaction with each other in, in sense of being more 
open about your feelings. Yeah, well, I'm very open about my feelings. Yeah, uh, that I want to talk about later. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, very, I'm very honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. Like, um, like my dad, for instance, he came to the Stockholm show yeah. uh, like a, two weeks ago or something, and he like surprised me there. And uh, I think the best gift you can give someone is a song about them. If it's a good song. If it's, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you so, tend to write good songs, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, this one's about him, and I think I think it's the best way I could – I mean, I can't say any, I can't say it better in words. Yeah. I think um, the chorus sums it all up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So do you think he can open up a little bit more towards your – I think he's I think he's just loving it. I think he's taking the feeling or the love, and he's really enjoying it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay, maybe in the future then. <laughs> um, so – About about your songs and being that open and self-reflective also. Yeah. Um, is that something you had in you all of those years or is it something that you also had to learn? Because you're so honest and vulnerable in your songs. Yeah, well, it probably happened. I have this song called Half a Man where I sing the lyrics, how am I supposed to love you when I don't love who I am? And I was like... Dating a man that is that self-reflective would help so much. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> no, okay. Seriously, okay, no, seriously, right. that was the first thing I thought. You're right. Okay, but there's also too analytical and then actual putting it into reality. True that. Do you know what I mean? Okay. That's like, it's like, you know, everyone wants to change, but it's yeah. hard to change. Yeah. And so I think I was so scared to put that song out. This is maybe three years ago. And I was like, what are people going to, what are my friends going to say? I was mm. like, because they're like, they're going to be like, you know, because I'm the kind of guy I like go to the gym. I like, I have friends. We used to go like do workouts and stuff like that. And it was like, not something that we would sort of say to each other. Yeah. And, and I was really nervous about putting it out. And then when I put it out, it's like, oh my God, I'm playing it at shows. Everyone's singing it back to me. And I think I just, the, I knew it was good. And, and when I played people's song, they'd cry yeah. like my friends. So I knew that it was special. And I, so I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to put it out. And when I first started playing it, I was like a bit embarrassed. And then I'm like, oh my God, everyone's singing. And I was like, oh, they love it. Okay. Then I understood The more vulnerable you are, the more people connect with something. Mm -hmm. And so I love it now. If there's something that's, if I get that feeling, because I still do sometimes, can I say this? Can I sing a lyric like that? Yeah. Like a song where I go, and it's, there's a new song where I sing, and it scares me. Even saying something like that, I go, oh. And then I go, no, people will connect with it. And then I, and that forces me to put it out. So I, I override my thoughts of huh. being embarrassed about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How was the first time writing them? writing that song that song it was great i mean i was that song half a man where i was like mm. how am i supposed to love you uh i was it sounds really weird i was like looking at myself in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> only because i was in um i was in this small apartment i used to live in it was a yeah. small and i was like i was in the bathroom because the reverb was really nice so i'd stand in front of the mirror because it was really small and i was just like singing because i couldn't really move with the guitar and then all of a sudden the line came out how am i supposed to love you when i don't love who i am and i was like Don't Whoa. butcher it right now. Don't give that me the awful. half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the worst version ever. I just butchered it. But I knew it was special and my, I got the tingles again. So that's the thing yeah. I get sometimes. Maybe once every two years, the hairs in the back of my neck stood up and I was like, whoa. And um, and so I felt, yeah, oh, my God. I, I called my brother when I first wrote that because I was like, has anyone sung those words before? Because I feel like it was sometimes the best songs, they say the lyric so simply And you go, why has no one ever sung that? Mm. Like, it's crazy. And they're the best ones. And they're so hard to find. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love, love that song. I really do. <laughs> um, but also, you said before that you wrote so many bad songs. How do you decide what is a bad song? Well, I have a very good idea of what I want. So, like, I think because I didn't get signed at, like, 18. So, I, I if I don't like something, mm -hmm. I'm much more... I've always been like, no, I'm more confrontational. I'm like, if someone says, this is your song, like, you know, you get these people at labels and they go, dude, this is your song. This is the big hit. And now I'm just like, you know, I don't like, well, okay, great. 
But this one is one I believe in and I say my reasons as to why. I listen to people totally. Mm -hmm. But um, I think think that and then zooming out and going back to the start, if there's a song that – I've had songs that I've written that my family message me every day. They're like, you are crazy for not putting this on the album. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't sound like me. And sometimes I don't know why, but I have an idea of what I sound like. And a song that sounds like me has to have a few things. I don't even, I don't even know how to put them into words, but every artist I think has this thing. And sometimes it's to your own detriment because you have a great song, but you don't put it out. Mm -hmm. But my family, eventually if they keep pushing me, (laughs) There's this one song that pushed me you for years. You can be convinced. I, I can be convinced and I come back to it and I rework it a little bit. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, so. Okay. So it's not like you you just toss it out completely. It's always there. It's always, it's always there. there. Yeah. And sometimes it's just little changes. It's little. And then it's like, oh my God, this one word or one line, if I just change that, then it sounds like me. And it's a production thing sometimes, yeah. like play it on the piano or the guitar. Oh, now it sounds great on guitar. Oh, okay. Now it clicks. Yeah. So. You have an album coming out. Yes. And the next question, I was like, okay, that could be a nice connection because you're saying that it doesn't fit into your your view of you being an artist. Yeah. But do you also sometimes maybe think in projects for an album and think like, okay, that is not mm. perfect for that project yeah. or that album, but maybe for something in the future? You know what? I've That's a really good question because I have always done, like I'm just trying to write the greatest, the best songs I can do and put them out. But as of maybe a month ago, I started writing these songs in a sort of a different style. And I was like, oh, this sounds like not the next album or the next one, but the one after. Like, I'm sort of like for the first time of going, oh, this is new. Okay, cool. Um, Because my thing has never been to, uh, I don't want to try, like I have a sound that I love and I'm just still pursuing. There's so much left to do in this sound and I don't want to change and be completely different. But there's this other little new style and I'm kind of now thinking, oh, that'd be cool in the future to do. So I'm sort of like compiling those for something in the future. But um, usually I just think, uh, and the whole my whole life I've been like, what is the best song I can write about something that's real and emotional and put that forward? Yeah. yeah. And then what kind of sense is that style for the next two albums maybe um, different uh, than now? I think the next, the next one, the next one will pro- after this one. Yeah. So the next one, there's one coming out in a month that's done and it's more, this like the I kind of looked back at the songs that were most successful and the ones that I love the most and tried to go further into those and then the one after that's probably going to me be me pushing even further mm-hmm. I think a bit more piano I've realized that people love the piano songs yeah. and I feel like I don't have enough and so I'm trying to focus more on the piano stuff and then after that maybe I'll try something some some of these new songs that I'm writing that are kind of a bit more unique I might try some of those and what kind so. of sense unique yeah, um well they're just like uh acoustic and a bit more like reverby and a bit more like atmospheric and there's some but still like pop and yeah. but kind of a bit like cooler um hard to explain okay yeah yeah but i'm excited already but mm. i'm also excited for the next album coming out yes uh what can you tell us about that already um so it's called the hardest love yeah and uh it's i'm really proud of it and it's basically um there's some songs about the girl that i told you about a the lot of seven songs, songs. The seven songs how, about do, her. how many songs are on the album there's only 10 on this one there's only so 10. the album is about her it's, it's ba- <laughs> well, maybe it's six songs about her six okay. yeah it's, oh, it's basically about oh she got so many songs and then there's some about my my dad there was another song about uh a friend of mine who passed away i don't i'm just these songs are, i'm writing and then there's some songs about self-reflection about like uh there's a song called into the breeze where i kind of talk about being on the road And being to all these places that I haven't seen and trying to understand some stuff with me, like why I push certain people away in my life that are probably good for me. 
So there's a lot of self-reflective stuff and yeah. songs about love as well and um, songs about my dad. So that's why I called it The Hardest Love because I felt like it was – there's one song called The Hardest Love mm-hmm. and it sort of summed up how I felt like everything was with her and all yeah. this stuff I'm learning with my dad and stuff. Yeah. So, but how, yeah. why do you think you push people away? That, well, that's the lyric. It's The lyric is, um, why do these birds fly into the breeze? Why do the open arms of someone who loves me make me want to leave? And I think it's just attachment styles. I think it's how mm-hmm. we grow up and mm-hmm. how we feel love because I – I have a therapist and I talk about all the stuff that I think about and stuff like that. And, um, and I think it's like, yeah, sometimes the people that are good for us, we kind of push them away. But I also think you get to that point in your life where you just go like, um, if th- someone's not good for you, just kind of go now. I think if, it, yeah, I just would be like, yeah, not, yeah. not vibing, um, yeah. and be kind of quicker to let that go. But I think, um, yeah, you got to do, as they say in America, you got to do the work. Well, America, you got <laughs> to do the work. You know? so, True that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for talking to me. I think, I think you have to go. That was a great interview. Thank you. Wow. Really? really? I had really fun good. as well. It was really fun. Yeah. Low key deep. Golden abuse with Cassandra.